You're listening to the Get Your Head in the Game podcast, a show that shines a light on mental health in the sports community and manifests a dialogue amongst those looking to make a change. My name is Josh Kim, and I'm a journalist and photographer best known for my creative work across the sports landscape. And I'm sitting down with athletes, sports professionals, and coaches alike to talk about their own personal correlations between sports and mental health. Please be advised that the content discussed in this podcast contains mature subject matter and that listener discretion is advised. In the pilot episode, I'm joined by Los Angeles Kings prospect and world junior hero, Akil Thomas. Born and raised in the GTA, Akil played his junior hockey with the Niagara Ice Dogs and the Peterborough Peets before being drafted by the Kings in 2018. Now training in Germany amid the coronavirus pandemic, join us as Akil shares some of his experiences playing for Team Canada, the struggles of being a high-performance athlete, and the change that we're seeing in racial inequality across the NHL. So Akil, welcome to the first episode of Get Your Head in the Game. Great to have you along with us. And uh, obviously, we're just going to ask you some questions about mental health in general. So the first question that I have, and this is what I'm planning to ask all my guests and all the returning guests on this show, is why do you think mental health is important? Yeah, I think it's important for a lot of different reasons. Um, You know, I think, um, you know, just as society, we, we lose a lot of people to suicide. And like, there, I feel like there's a lot of um, things that can prevent that. And um, I think um, with, you know, the way society's designed nowadays, it's, um, it's very competitive. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to, you know, feel like a disappointment if you're not in the best school, you're not on the best team, you didn't make this team, um, you don't have, you know, that many followers, you're not that, um, popular at school you don't party and all that stuff so i think um just with how the world is kind of progressing and um new technologies and like a a new way of life it just um it it honestly makes it harder i think on on everyone um to just be happy and to uh feel like you know they're living to their um you know their most potential so um i think it's just going to be an issue we're going to have to focus on a little bit more um with more opportunity for know mental health to become a problem yeah totally and i'm really glad you touched on the competitive aspect of things because that that's a perfect segue into this whole theme is is in your case you play junior hockey and you're on the cusp of going pro which i'm sure a lot of hockey fans are excited to see um so just given your experience in in sport in this case hockey um have you yourself gone through any mental challenges or hardships maybe on the competitive side of things or just when you're down on yourself and not performing to a level that you're totally comfortable with yeah i would say 100 percent um you know people may look at me and just be like oh he's got like a lot going for him must be you know pretty you know easy good life but no honestly i've had uh you know a tough couple years for sure um in pretty much all aspects um you know uh like i've family issues just like everyone else in the world um you know obviously want to be the best hockey player i can be and um because hockey is a very competitive sport it's a competitive industry and it's everything i've ever kind of wanted um it definitely brings you know a lot of tough times because um it's impossible to play my best every game right and i obviously want to play my best every game my dad's pretty hard on me um because he's a big hockey guy and you know obviously um with him being hard on me it's definitely um you know caused uh you know a couple you know fights uh, it's impacted our relationship i think and um you know uh I just want him to be, you know, 
a dad to me, but, um, you know, obviously he's um, a little bit more of a coach because he knows the game. So um, just, you know, there's, I go through everything that uh, any other person goes through, maybe if, you know, if not more. And, um, you know, I think I'm definitely starting to uh, figure out how to manage it a lot better now that I'm, you know, I'm 20 and becoming an adult, my own person. And, you know, it's uh, becoming easier. Yeah, I can totally attest to that too because I play hockey myself. Uh, obviously, not at a level as high as junior, but of course, my parents and my dad especially have had a big impact in that, in the aspect of of sports and extracurriculars and stuff like that. I want to zero in on one particular experience because the World Juniors last year was where a lot of people got to know who you are as a player and who you are as a person, especially given your role in that gold medal game, which I'll never forget, by the way. I still remember watching that on on TV for sure. Looking back at that 2020 tournament, what was going through your mind leading up to that tournament and then the ultimate, uh, uh, your play and your impact on the team in the actual tournament itself? Yeah, um, well, growing up, I used to be glued to the TV at Christmas time. I used to watch like every World Junior game. It was like my favorite part about, you know, Christmas. I think Christmas is my favorite um holiday because of world juniors and maybe getting a couple of gifts but um you know i i just like playing world juniors is like a dream for me it was almost an, on the same level as like playing in the nhl to be honest and um to even make the team was like really cool i was like wow like you know i used to watch these guys when i was younger and like now i'm literally one of them and um it still kind of feels like fake uh, it feels weird to think that and um you know, going into the tournament, I just wanted to, you know, play as best I can. And obviously, we're going into uh, World Juniors wanting to win. So um, we just uh, went there with, you know, winning attitude. And we had a great group of guys. So, um, you know, I thought we were all pretty confident. And um, we were just, you know, waiting for, you know, the final game to come along, basically. Yeah, totally. And um, I remember you did not get the most ice time for sure on that team. So I just want to ask you, like, what what it goes through your mind as a player when you see all your teammates succeeding like that and uh, you just itching to get out there and wanting to contribute? Yeah, it's probably like the, you know, one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through, um, to be honest. And um, just because, um, you know, I, I believe in myself uh, and, you know, I, I thought I could have, you know, contributed way more than I did. But um, at the end of the day, I was just trying to, you know, remain, you know, positive. And, you know, if I got, you know, more, if I got negative, then, you know, I would have been, I wouldn't have been in the right spot to be able to perform when, you know, the, you know, the time counted and that time came for me. And obviously I made the, the most out of it. So, um, you know, it was definitely really tough and my mind wasn't in a good spot, like the whole tournament, to be honest. But um, I just try to try my best to you know come to practice with a smile on my face and you know be happy to to be there because i was pretty lucky to be there and um you know i was just uh getting by every day by basically think like telling myself that my time was coming and i just had to you know be ready for it for sure and that's really bold of a player especially to do something like that is to when they're down on themselves and they just come to work day after day and have a positive attitude and a positive mindset it's really impressive and I feel like that's a lot of that's an aspect of hockey especially in pro sports that fans don't get to see and that says a lot about a player so just touching on that a little bit do things like performance and or playing time ever get into your head and how exactly did you channel that into positive a positive outcome at the end of the day in that tournament yeah I mean like 
I'd say the whole thing is like, um, you know, mental in terms of performance and, you know, how much you play looking, you know, too far into things, guy gets injured, you're hoping to get moved up a line and maybe you don't, you come to the rink upset or you just get checked out mentally. So I'd say like hockey's a, you know, a really big mental game and it's, um, you know, it's just all about how you react to stuff and how you take, um, opportunity and, you know, what you do with it. So, um, I didn't, uh, I don't think I answered the second part of the question. What was that again? Sorry. I was just saying, how did you channel that into like a positive, a motivational, uh, outcome for yourself, especially when you're yeah. trying to, it, it just itching to get out there. Yeah. I was just, um, you know, I was just trying to literally actually tell myself in my head, like, you know, your time's coming. Like I would literally like when, you know, when people won't just talk to themselves, like in their head, that's what I was doing to myself. Um, I was just saying like your time's coming you know be patient um and you know just be happy to be there you know have fun like you're on team canada like why like how upset could you really be you know what i mean so um yeah i really just try to believe in myself and uh you know i was just again getting by by just you know telling myself like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know show up when it counts and you know when they give you give me an opportunity i'm gonna um, you know, take advantage of it and, you know, show them you know, that, you know, maybe I could have been used a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And just on that note about playing for Team Canada, one moment I'll always remember was when Liam Foodie, you're, who's also from Scarborough, invaded your interview and started chanting Scarborough on live TV, which was a hilarious moment, especially for people growing who grew, who've grown up in the GTA and who are from the area. Just touching on that a little bit, how do those types of friendships and relationships on and off the ice impact your mindset when it comes to mental health? Oh, it's massive. Um, just because, you know, you say you, you come to the rink, you don't have a good practice. Maybe you're not playing that much you're on the fourth line and you can just, you know, you just get, um, you know, cause I, I'm used to, you know, playing in the OHL, getting a lot of minutes playing power play. You know, when I practice with team Canada, I'm, you know, fourth line, no power play, just penalty kill. So you just feel different and you're in an environment where you haven't really been before. So um obviously that's not ideal so just being able to you know spend the rest of the day you know that's not at practice with you know guys that i've known for years guys that i've you know um love hanging out with and just you know good guys like it helps so much just because like it, you almost um give it that reason you're there like i'm here to you know obviously play for team canada but like you know it's a great time off the ice and with the guys it's a good time and i can you know use that time to take my mind off things and really you know only be not satisfied when i'm at the rink i guess for sure and i just wanted to touch one more thing on the whole concept of friendship i know your line mates were really uh, supportive of you i just want i just wanted to get your take on how supportive and how good of teammates they were especially rafael lavoie who was on the ice with you um when you scored the game winning the eventual game winning goal in that gold medal game yeah um you know hockey canada is a very um good program in the sense that you know we go to u17 camp and we have presentations like for all week and they kind of beat stuff in our head and they um kind of tell us what you know hockey canada is all about and you know how you have to be as a person to play for team canada and you know i just think through all that stuff and through playing you know with hockey canada like four times or maybe five um, you just kind of, you know, you, you get the vibe and um, you see people who, um, you know, 
have personality issues that don't you know line up with hockey Canada like not make teams because of it and um you hear about that so really and truly like you know with the world junior team they're gonna pick the best teammates over the best players because um you know Canada has such a variety of players to pick from and the only teams that win are the you know the, the players that come closer closest together I believe for sure. And um, now switching gears to your OHL career in hockey in general, when you were traded from Niagara to Peterborough, what went, what was going through your mind exactly? Because it's it's not too, too common that a player gets traded in junior. Usually a player continues their, their entire junior career with one team. But I just wanted to get your take on what, what your, your mindset was exactly when you found out you got traded. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't too bad just because I have a no trade clause. And so I basically got to pick where I got traded to. Um, so it wasn't like a surprise or anything. I basically um, made it happen um, by, you know, telling Niagara like, okay, I, you know, I will accept this trade. And um, I thought Peterborough was, you know, a good spot for me. I, I felt like, you know, they wanted me. And um, obviously our season got canceled, but I, I really thought like we were going to win. Um, we obviously may not have like the big, you know, flashy names and maybe the best record going into the second half. But, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the type of guy to look, you know, really into, you know, the roster, you know, the types of players they have and the line combinations where I see myself fitting in with the team. And I just felt like Peter Rowe was the best environment for me. Uh, totally. And you definitely have some household names, Nick Robertson, SDA, for sure. Being a Leaf fan myself, I definitely have paid attention to Peter Burrow over the years. Um, just to wrap up on your just hockey um, career in general, how has your experience of mental health evolved over the years and through the various levels of hockey? I know you grew up playing in the GTHL. How is that? How does, how's your mindset translated from the GTHL to the OHL and then to Hockey Canada? Yeah, it's been way different. I remember my first year in the OHL, um, they had a campaign. Uh, they have a campaign every year. It's like, you know, we take pictures of signs and stuff and they post it and it's just uh, for awareness. And I was starting to think like, like, I just started to think about, um, you know, mental health way more. Um, and I, I never really thought about it too much before. Obviously, in school, we've seen it a couple of times. But, um, you know, being away from home for the first time, um, you know, basically, you know, obviously living with another family. But, um, you know, my family was only, you know, a couple hours away. But it wasn't like, you know, they're just in another room. So it was definitely tough and definitely had to go through you know a lot of different experiences and you know with hockey becoming you know a lot more serious it was way harder on you know me mentally and I went from not really understanding you know mental health to trying to figure out how to maintain mine if that makes sense so you know I've experienced it you know firsthand um for sure and um you know it's just been it's definitely transformed my mind and it's something that uh you know I see myself kind of dipping my toes in um a couple years down the road and that's a really good answer and that actually gives a pretty good glimpse as to what life is like especially as a junior hockey player um touching on junior for a second i was had the pleasure of being part of the media team with mississauga so i got to cover a couple games for them i know junior hockey doesn't necessarily get elevated levels of exposure in terms of media and coverage but however i'd like to hear your take on the role media plays in the minds of athletes in general i know since you've progressed through the various levels of hockey and now again on the brink of making the show I wanted to get your take and just hear your opinion on the on how media and the journalism and how uh, coverage plays a role in the mindsets of athletes. 
it's actually massive and it's i would say it's like 80 percent of um you know the struggles um for athletes mentally um you know i think just with um you know my first couple years in the o it's like um you know who's gonna get drafted in what round and who's gonna make the world junior team this year and at those events like reporters you know it's your job to you know report stuff but um you know guys you know like most guys go on twitter after games and like search your name and see what everyone has to say about them i i did the same and that's why i deleted twitter um because it just became too much for me and i didn't want my energy kind of going in that direction um so i shut that down but um it's actually huge like it, it definitely affects us and obviously you know those who are a little bit more mentally tougher than others it doesn't as much but um you never know and um you know i obviously you know strongly dislike those reporters who you know think they know a lot about hockey where when they probably haven't even you know laced up a pair of skates so totally and i'm glad you mentioned your draft year and i actually wanted to ask you one question about that and so you were drafted in 2018 to the la kings 51st overall which is miraculous for a lot of people considering how high you were going you were projected to be a top prospect for sure and i i pay close attention to all that stuff and i guess in the minds of some they would consider that you slipped a little bit to the second round and where la picked you up um how how did that impact you and your thought process all while you were still playing junior and how did that impact your your play on and off the ice and uh, what was going through your mind and and what uh how did you feel when you were finally drafted yeah um you know it was definitely uh, a lot of mix of emotions when i got drafted obviously you know la was a team i actually wanted to go to and um you know i did feel like um i did slip i was expecting to go first round and i think um you know that was um, my problem I was always um, you know I guess the last few years I've just been a little bit complacent um, you know I had early success in the OHL and I just thought that was going to ride me and people were going to know I was a good hockey player when you know not really I, I definitely have to show it a little bit more I, I always heard scouts saying like you know he's a good player but he always leaves you with um, wanting a little bit more you know knowing he could do a little bit more but not doing it so um that it definitely changed me for the better like i think that needed to happen for me to reach my full potential i don't think i would have reached my full potential if i went first round if i'm being honest um just because you know it made me way hungrier it humbled me for sure and um you know it basically made me feel like you know what like if you're not gonna you know give it your exact like 100 percent into you know this and becoming the player you always wanted to be then you know, you're just going to be pretty good. So, um, obviously second round is very high. It's really good, but you know, I have always had, um, high expectations, but I just got to back it up with, you know, my actions. Totally. And that's a very positive way of looking at it. Um, in my opinion. And now, now with you being on loan in Germany, I believe, presumably training, um, now that you're even further from home and your family, uh, how is, how does, how has that experience been in general? And, uh, what do you, what's your mindset looking forward to the upcoming season? yeah it's it's good it's good here obviously i was losing my mind um in the seven months that i you know didn't play a game and you know ice is limited and it's just the same workout same drills so that definitely gets old um but uh, again like you know it has its mental challenges being here as well you know being away from family um someone on our team tested positive for covid so we had a quarantine here for two weeks and 
just feeling like all oh, like why did we come here then kind of but um it's been good uh you know we've played two games so far um and you know i didn't feel like i played well um and obviously la is you know watching every game and dissecting every shift and stuff so um again it has its mental battles but um all i can really do is focus on you know getting better every day and that's what i've been you know doing my best at so i'm um, happy being in this uh, environment that'll let me do that totally just switching gears to equality and mental health and the role it plays for athletes of color such as yourself playing in the greater toronto hockey league what did you think of kevin week's decision to boycott the mention of the gghl until changes towards racism is made i know i don't know if you are familiar with the report that came out on tsn but he has is now refusing to say the gthl in live tv reports until they make changes to racial equality i just wanted to know see what you thought of that scenario and uh how you think minor hockey is moving forward in that regard yeah um to be honest i didn't even know of that uh until you told me to be honest but um you know i'm i'm not entirely exactly sure on you know what he wants to change if i'm being honest like i'm, I'm not sure what um his reasoning is behind it so um but you know obviously you know from all aspects all aspects of you know life in you know north america i think there's a lot of change that needs to be happened and you know i think it's good that um you know guys like kevin weeks who um you know is very influential is uh you know standing up and kind of demanding change in that way um bringing awareness to it and you know obviously it's going to take guys like that um um to basically change um stuff and you know obviously uh, it's good it's for a good cause it hits home for me and um so you know um that's good yeah so that was pretty much his mission just to provide you with some more context he was he is still trying to uh draw awareness to the issue it's kind of a stagnant problem in minor hockey and it's been ignored for a while so that's why that was his um focus behind that uh, boycott of mentioning it as an incoming player in the nhl how do you feel seeing the players incorporate something like the Hockey Diversity Alliance that really took off in the playing rounds? We saw a lot of social justice uh, movements and uh, symbolism take place in the bubbles. And I just wanted to get your opinion on the on players like Evander Kane and Matt Dumba, who continue to be groundbreaking roles and mentors for um, black athletes of color, especially in the NHL. Yeah, you know, I thought it was really cool. Um, I think it came at a perfect time. I think it's, you know, for a perfect reason, you know, for the NHL right now, if there's a, you know, an alliance to come out um, in the league, I think this is a perfect one for right now. Um, you know, I think a lot of things are changing um, in the world right now, um, especially North America in terms of sports and, and all that. So I think that was like, you know, the biggest thing that could happen in terms of diversity and inclusion in the NHL. And, you know, hopefully they can, you know, make some movements um, just because, you know, nothing's going to change overnight. It's going to take some time and it's going to take some, you know, acceptance from a lot of different people. But, you know, as a lot, all we can really do is, um, you know, make one, you know, effort at a time and kind of go from there. Yeah. So just touching upon that, do you see yourself becoming an influence once you make it to the league or even even now that you're just on the cusp of, of making it in the NHL? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, I'm not, you know, in the NHL or anything right now, but um, I still have, you know, a platform and I uh, have an influence. I understand that, you know, I try to stick up for um, anything I really can. And, you know, I believe in and support on, you know, social media. And I think it does go a long way. So 
um, I think I already am kind of involved in that. And, you know, obviously when uh, hopefully make the NHL one day, then I can um, do the same thing and, you know, maybe make more of an impact. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I, I'm definitely sure that a lot of players are looking forward to the impact that you and other younger players are, are willing to make once they make it to the league. I know you probably watched the 2020 draft. How excited are you to be teammates now with another black athlete in this time in Quinton Byfield who just went second overall? And have you reached out to him yet? Oh, yeah, uh, we're boys. I know him really well. So, um, you know, we were talking the last few months, just, you know, I was asking him if he was nervous about, you know, maybe slipping to three and all that stuff. And um, when it finally happened, we were all re- like really happy for him. And um, I talked to him and we're all excited for the future. So um, definitely gave me a little bit more motivation to, you know, strap on my work boots and, you know, you know, work my way up to, uh, you know, potentially being teammates with him Monday. And so being a black athlete like yourself and Quentin Byfield, inclusivity isn't always a given when it comes to sport, which is the unfortunate reality we have been faced with. And it's really come into light in the recent months. How has that impacted the way you behave on and off the ice, if it has in any way? Um, it's a good question. Um, I mean, I think I've always kind of been, you know, responsible. I've never really gotten in trouble. I think I'm pretty respectful, respectful, um, you know, uh, mature guy. So um, I think I kind of, you know, act the same. If anything, I <clears throat> maybe if I see, a, you know, a problem, um, it, I just have, you know, way more of a reason to kind of stick up and kind of speak my mind. And, you know, if someone wants to make a joke or anything, um, you know, maybe I stick up for it a little bit, you know, more bolder than I have in the past or anything like that. But uh, not really. You know, I, I kind of, you know, would have done that before as well. So I don't think it changes too much. Yeah. So have you been encouraged by the uplifting of movements that have been taking place across the world and across the sports landscape as of late? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we're losing too many people for, um, you know, not good reasons. Um I think there needs to be change and a lot of different things. Um, but I think, I think the biggest change that can come is from, you know, people's hearts, um, just the culture in, in the States and, you know, kind of in the Southern States is, you know, it's kind of, um, disgusting, um, just with how people are kind of born in, like they're born into it. So it's kind of tough to, um, to wonder why, you know, people are the way they are, but, um, people have to understand, like if, if you're born into a way, you're not going to change because it's all you know. So I think it's about um, just you know changing the mindset of uh, the mindsets of the children today. Are you know obviously it's going to be the future. So anything we can kind of do to um, do that is going to make a change because you know we're we're not going to change you know a fifty year old fifty uh, year old's mentality. Now he's been you know thinking the same way for fifty years. So yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And I think. The world needs more of that um, support when it comes to racial and in, in, in injustice and whatnot. Um, just linking back to that, to how that impacts you as a player, how does that affect your confidence moving forward as an athlete? Um, to be honest, I think it gives me more confidence um, just because, um, you know, I, I just want to, you know, be the best me I can be and be a role model for, you know, maybe some kids that are looking up to me. Um, you know, obviously... Um, some kids might feel different about playing hockey because you know they're black and if I can you know you know work as hard as I can and be an NHL player and be someone to you know look up 
too, then I feel like that that's a really cool idea. If I can inspire people, like that's, you know, why, what makes me happy. So, um, that would be cool. I just have more confidence to go do it because I, you know, I feel like I have to, and, uh, I feel like I can. So just, uh, more of a reason. Perfect. And that'll just bring us to my last question for today. And that is what sort of changes do you, would you like to see being made in order for athletes to get the right support they need, whether that be for mental health or anything on their minds? Yeah. Um, so I had a talk with the OHL, um, like, uh, basically their board of, um, no Governors, player players. Yeah. Players like yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the term was, but I basically said, I think there should be, um, you know, mandatory checkups on players and especially rookies, maybe rookies like way more than the other players, just because, you know, you never know what a, you know, 16 year old kid who just moved away from home. He could live in Michigan and be playing in North Bay or Sudbury, you know, what's going on in their head and how they're adjusting to their new, um, you know, living style and, you know, do they fit in with their team? You know, are they getting hazed in a, you know, you know, weird or, or bad way? And for me, like I had my first billet dad tell me he was racist to my face. So, um, like I didn't tell anyone, but if, you know, if we had, um, mandatory, you know, check-ins and maybe I would have admitted it, my, you know, the third call when I said like, everything's fine or whatever, because I didn't want to bring any attention to myself. I, felt very uncomfortable i tried not to come home for dinner stuff like that and you know maybe i would have moved away from that house and maybe had a better second half of the season you know just being in a better mindset feeling comfortable and feeling good um so i think it'll help performance for sure and you know i think everyone kind of goes through uh times where they're not feeling the best mentally and just talking with someone helps a lot so yeah and that right there gives a pretty uh harsh glimpse into the darker side of life as a junior athlete and and especially growing up or uh, experiencing racial culture in any way shape or form akil i just wanted to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule i know you're training off in germany and i you don't have much time on your hands but i just wanted to thank you very much for taking the time and and uh sharing your life experiences i know this podcast in general is is kind of a sensitive topic and i just wanted to shine a light more on the culture and and hopefully change the dialogue and and make harder conversations easier to have. So I appreciate you doing this and I appreciate you taking the time to share your experiences. Yeah, no problem. Um, thanks for having me and uh, thanks for those picks you got of me um, a couple months ago. Those are sick. Hopefully I'm back <laughs> next year, no problem. <laughs>